Hello everyone and welcome to An Hour of Chaos where we will be talking about true crime and the paranormal. There will be some disturbing topics which may not be suitable for some listeners. So listener discretion is advised. Here we go. That only took 20 minutes. I don't like them. We figured it out. So what we do is we start in the general VC and then we move over to recording after our first break and then we switch between the two. (laughs) Clearly. Welcome back, everyone, from our six-month hiatus. Actually, I don't really know, so let's go find out how long. Let's go see when the last episode was. I think it was close to six months. I think it was close to six months. Why we are waiting, though, I'd like to introduce you to our new member. Hello. Made some changes. I promise their their name is not a slur. Okay, the last episode was literally February 18th. Oh my god. how long ago that was. Half of a year, I think. A little more than half of a year? Hold up. I'm so cold. October is the ninth month, right? Yeah. So, so... Oh, so, no. October's so the tenth. So, six months from February is August. Oh, it's been... So, it's been a hot minute, to say the least. It's been seven months. It's been, it's been, like, almost eight months. It's been seven um, months. Yeah, well, it's been almost eight, so... I can't do math. Last episode we posted was February 18th. So, yes. So, eight months would be October 18th. Welcome back, everyone! Yes! We have dearly missed you all. We got super busy. He's lying. No, I've missed missed recording, honestly. I have missed the positive feedback. I have too. I'm just a terrible person. Your Aries is speaking. Thank you. Self-deprecating. Woohoo! (laughs) Aries! Oh, what are we gonna do? Aries and a Scorpio. Just ran into us. you. So, some updates. We are now working on. Oh my god. I'm sorry. We we have our Instagram, which you guys can go follow at an hour of chaos. Please like and follow. And each time we post an episode, I will post a blip of it on our Instagram story, so you guys can also share it around to your friends. Please help yeah. us out. And why um, we can't have nice things. <laughs> we are also working on our website still. And we are also working on our Patreon. With that, we are now making a Twitter and a TikTok. And we will soon be introducing a Twitch. Where every month we will hopefully be recording a live episode. Sexy. Full. 100% Sorry. live. You guys get every, like, every, every aspect of us where I usually stop and re-record. Yeah, no, you guys get that. So we will all, we will keep you guys updated. That will be once a month, hopefully in the middle of the month. Hopefully. Of course, we will be sticking, once we figure out a day, we will be sticking to that day so we can have a consistency. I'd like to add in, hopefully. Yeah, no, hopefully, um, with this, we have a new recording schedule, which is Fridays. And hopefully our episodes will be out by Monday. That's actually on me. So I'm so cold. My hands are cold. It's it's I literally though. can't. I can't feel like oh. half of my body. That's blanket. I am under a blanket. <laughs> Y'all, I don't. Know. I don't want to move. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We just three main gals, not even gals. Just three main non-questionable. Three people. Actually, three, not three. Three. Beings. Three messes. Hot messes. Three hot messes. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more accurate. 
Very, very hot There messages. we go. I actually wrote a bio that said three spooky gals because I didn't really know what to write. I'll be love changing. that for us. I love that. So yeah, we are working on those things. Um, if you guys pay attention to our Instagram, which I will be more active on because I am our social media manager, <laughs> <laughs> I will be posting a lot more on there to get us more wide known. Yes, I am taking a class where I'm learning all of this stuff. I'm a college student now, so we all are students. Can't relate. Um, so we will be busy. So sometimes we will. Luckily, I will be more on top of it when I when we won't be recording. I won't just leave you all hanging for almost nine months. You know? Yeah, that might not be a good idea. I'll do my best. I'll attempt to get pieces. Knowing me, I'll probably just come up with like three of them and be like, "Yeah." I'm in dual enrollment classes right now. Yeah. So three of them. Hopefully. Fridays because you know Fridays are most people's free days. Sometimes we might need to move it to a weekend. Anyway, hi everyone. I'm Lola. If you don't know it, I'm also you know I'm the bubbly one. I'm the bitch. <laughs> bitch. Hi, I'm Ray. Hello, I am Fagan slash Ozzy. I will also probably be referred to as Buttercup sometimes. I'm Bubbles. I'm just bitch. And we've got a Blossom. Ray's Blossom. She's not a bitch. Yeah. No, no. I'm the bitch. Yeah, no. if anyone is, it's 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 Fagan. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying too hard, therefore you are Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> I literally don't try to be a bitch, and it just happens. My friends can confirm. Believe me or not. RBF, that's me. Honestly, same. Throwback to that time in, back at Freeport when one girl literally thought I hated her just because of my resting face. No. I had so many kids ask me why I was mad or like why I like who I got in a fight with because of my um like deep set eyes and stuff and I have an RBF so like I was kind of known as like the street fighter at one point because of that reason yeah I'm gonna have to drink some coffee yes at 9.49 at night that's the thing I have to do homework after this uh, you are, but let me introduce our topic. This week, we are doing the state of Connecticut. Um, that's all I know. I didn't do any background research Woo! on it. I'll start doing that. When I start introducing topics, you know, I'll do some, like, basic research. Once we start getting our shit together. Yeah, we were, this is our first getting our shit together episode. Yeah, so we're doing the state of... I have to put this headphone on because I have to get <coughs> on. I look like a gamer girl. Anyway, that was terrible. <laughs> That's part is I can actually do the Uru girl voice. It's great. Um, so yeah, Connecticut. And Ray will be starting us off. Ray, you ready? Yeah, we're gonna be starting off with great trauma that impacted the entire country. This is a comedy podcast. I put a warning okay. before, like when I start. I usually put a warning when editing that are like intro and like when i put our intro in this is a true crime paranormal comedy podcast okay good because my uh case is severely like triggering for like multiple different reasons so yeah all right so mine is about a very well-known case the sandy hook elementary school shooter aka Adam i remember Peter that Mentha. I, I totally yeah. forgot that was in Connecticut. I remember that because the day after, we also had an active shooter going off near our school. Behind the street where I lived, he actually murdered his wife and his mom. Oh, I've heard this story! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where I went to school in fourth grade. Uh, I'm going to try and look it up and see if I can find it. 
Anyway, this happened December 14th in 2012. It was a murder-suicide. A little bit of background on Adam Peter Lanza. Uh, Basically, really, only when he was born. But he was born April 22nd, 1992. So, preview, he is a mass murderer. Considered a mass murderer. He has 27 victims. Love that. Uh, Not really, I'm being sarcastic. And his first murder was his mother. Nancy. She was 52. Sad. Nancy. R.I.P. Oh, instead I found... I'm looking it up. Instead I found another killing that happened, like, literally down the road from me, also, in 2011. I'm being ignored. I forgot my camera was on. (laughs) No, we're not ignoring you. I feel ignored. No. I'm not ignoring you. I was too. Okay. More of a small synopsis before I get into it. Uh, other Gosh, than his mother, Nancy, who is 52, he <laughs> killed. He also killed 20 kids ages from 6 to 7, and then 6 staff members ages 27 to 56. So essentially his age range was 6 to 56. That's, that's a 50-year age range. That's impressive. He has no, technically, he has no age range. Because it yeah. was it was anyone. Fair. Oh, those were still. all kindergarten kids. Yeah. No, first graders. Yeah. But really delayed abortion. Oh my <laughs> lord. Anyway, he killed his mom before 9 30 a.m. with a 20.22 Marlin rifle. I don't even know if I'm talking about guns right. I don't care. <laughs> um, we just work here. Boom boom. We just work here. Yeah. Around 9.35 a.m., he used his mom's Bushmaster XM-15 <laughs> rifle. I'm sorry, that's just... Bushmaster, is that what you... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody that's said what the ladies call me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody said name, right, name like a razor after that. Bushmaster. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, like, the ad for it. Before I go on dates, I use my Bushmaster 79. 69. <laughs> I use my Bushmaster 69 to make sure everything is shaved and clean. You, too, should use to the Bushmaster 69. To make sure that it's 69. all smooth. All right, it so is. Only sm- I'll be the smooth criminal tonight. Boom, oh, 69. <laughs> okay. New anyway... Continuing with my case, um, <laughs> he used that rifle to shoot his way through the locked glass door at the front of the school. He first shot and killed the principal and school psychologist. I'm not sure what he against he had against the psychologist, but it was probably diagnosing him with the crazy. I don't think he was diagnosed with the crazy. He was diagnosed after he killed it. Exactly. He was diagnosed after he was dead. Exactly. Lanza then entered a first grade classroom and killed everyone but one six-year-old who played dead. I feel so bad for that six-year-old. Like, that's terrifying. Honestly, it's like that kid had the right idea, but at the same time, no kid should have that idea. Seriously. Um... After Honestly, that, he... I would think I would die from anxiety before I got, like, actually murdered. So, like, if I was kidnapped, they're gonna open the backseat, and I'm gonna be, like, a dead cockroach, like, just twitching from rigor mortis. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my lord! I shouldn't be laughing. Okay. It looks into the back of the um, into the back of the like trunk, and just sees me like just one leg up, twitching, and just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, told you not like, what a waste. Tag them too much, and then like, mom's like, they'll return like, you. It's like, oh. yeah, they'll return me because I'll be dead. Okay, I would like to point out this is a little off topic, but my cousin just. Started to text me in all caps. Let me hit it from the back. Let me arch my back. Wow. Um. I didn't realize that we're in Alabama. Uh, sorry. Um. Wait, oh, Alabama. No. Anyway, again, continuing because we keep getting off topic. He entered another first grade classroom. He's got a thing for first graders, I swear. Um, well, I think they're like at the front of the school. Like most yeah. elementary yeah, they schools are. are made where they're in grade order. I was trying to make a joke here. Come on, you just... Anyway, he killed more kids, but not all of them. Five of them were hidden in the closet and a boy named Jesse Lewis saved six of his classmates. Heroic That's Jesse. Spoiler so alert, I'm pretty sure Jesse died. To conclude I think he was in front case. of it. I think he was in I think he was actually in front of if I remember, he was actually in front of the closet. Yeah, he was like standing to make sure that they were all saved. Concluding my case, Adam did end up continuing on with his killing, but when he he spotted a policeman, he ran and then killed himself like a coward. He did Honestly, what murderers did. who kill themselves seriously are cowards. Like I don't normally call people who commit suicide cowards unless they are murderers yeah like literally he reminds me of warden norton from uh shank shaw prison shawshank shawshank just Um, watched that in my film studies class and i cried shank redemption yeah yeah i cried that too no i did too it was really i like wasn't ready to cry but i did no like honestly like anyone who tries to kill themselves i feel bad unless they are specific like a murderer or a rapist or like someone that bad or coward yeah like, I'm gonna be honest, and I might get judged for this, but I thought Andy was hot. <laughs> had this issue with one of the other guys that we did. We actually had to re-record that episode because the case was too violent. Oh yeah, it was my case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was your case. But that guy was like pretty attractive. Definitely gonna get judged no. for that. Please don't. No, he was not. Who was it? Who was it that was? Uh, oh wait, I know. I remember someone else who did the podcast with us thought he was really attractive. Yeah, he was. There um, was one. There was one. That was Richard Ramirez or something like that. Uh, yeah, Ricardo Ramirez. Yeah, that one. Um, there was one that we did though where I was like, "Damn, son." Let me go to the Instagram. (laughs) Oh my god. Serial killers. Serial killers. Oh my god. Serial killers. Ray, your case. I finished. I can't find it. Maybe there wasn't one. Maybe it was just the other person who thought it would that that guy was hot, but. Wait, what was this guy's name again? Cardo Ramirez? Uh, the guy who- the case that you just did again? Maybe? Oh, uh, Adam Peter Lanza. Dude was not cute. Girl, you and I looking at the same person. I don't think we are. I don't think any of the people that I've done have looked cute. You just said. Oh, I didn't. I was talking about Andy from Shankshaw Prison. I thought you were talking about the guy you just did a case on. Oh. Oh, God's no. That guy has crazy eyes. And not the good kind of crazy. There is no good kind of crazy eyes. I thought that was a reaction image. <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally uh, thought, like, 
reaction image question mark wait so who was the guy from the movie we're talking about get then andy andy randy yeah. what's his name andy andy oh yeah, yeah yeah no you're right you're right you're right you're right exactly oh yikes not so cute now yeah, whose turn is it now it's Fagan's. He's 6'5". Oh. Oh I just my whacked God. my head. Okay. Oh, that's hot. So, my case. <laughs> Thanks, Fagan, for that picture. <laughs> You're welcome. So, this is actually a very interesting case. These two murderers were uh, in the, I think, they were in this... Oh, wait, trigger trigger warning for this next case. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, there's toxic sexual assault in it and burning people alive. So, these two killers aren't alive in a past life. I wouldn't put it past you. Oh my god. So these two people were actually put on death row for many years before the state of Connecticut kind of banned that. So now they are in prison for a very long time. They were- Are they still alive? Yeah, I believe they are. Um... And how haven't they been killed? Because when they were in prison, um, like, right as they were, like, on death row, um, the state of Connecticut um, really said, no, we're not doing that anymore. So now they're just in prison for, like, way too long. They might be in solidarity or something. Sol- solitaire. Solitaire? Okay. Solidarity? Solidarity? Solid-alone. They're in the- Solitaire. They're, they're in the, the uh, no-no people rooms. <laughs> So these two My men God. were in a very old, well, they were in this supermax prison that has been closed down. Um, they nice. were convicted of, this mur- of these murders in 2007. They killed three people. Oh, okay. Jennifer Hawk uh, P.T. and her two daughters, ages 11 and 17. The mother- How oh, are these dudes still alive? I don't know. Their mother, uh, Jennifer, was 48 years old. These two people burglarized the family's home, uh, sent the mother to the bank to withdraw money while holding her kids hostage. I don't know where they put their husband. I feel like this was based off a Criminal Minds episode. I feel like I remember a Criminal Minds episode being fairly similar. I don't know. Yeah. So she withdrew uh, $15,000. So later she was choked and Jesus Christ, why am I getting text messages? He was um, choked and raped um, by the two men, and one of her daughters was also raped. The two girls died from smoke inhalation after this home was set ablaze. Both of them were burned alive. The mother also died, but her husband, who is now a state representative, he he survived after being repeatedly, woke up and managed to survive the fire after the house was set ablaze. He lost... A ton of blood. The website I'm currently looking at, uh, or one of the notes I added, was he lost around seven pints of blood and somehow was still alive. I feel like I lose that month. I I feel like I lose that much a month. Yeah. Same. Like, when you think about it, like, that's a lot. But at the same time, for us uh, AFAB people, uh, assigned female at birth, the same time losing that much blood is like, huh, I lose that in about half a year. It's... Yeah, it feels like, I mean, not to take away from that's a lot of blood, but at the same time, for some of us who have really heavy, sorry for guys listening, but for those of us who have really heavy flows, you feel like you're losing that, yeah, no, me, Yeah, you feel like you're losing that much in, like, three days. It's it's really not fun. Um... So we honestly feel bad for this guy, feel it like, because at the same time, he was also, like, he was going through a lot of other pain, like, his family's dead, (laughs) he was stabbed, I think. He was beat to death with a baseball bat. Um, and he was also was a in a burning point. house. 
and he was tied up. So there were many severe, like there were many lacerations. On I body. think this was a Criminal Minds episode <laughs> because the lady was trying to take out money from the bank, but she wasn't able to take out like a certain amount from the bank, and so these guys kept getting really mad at her. Um. Here, let me look something up. So it says here she tried to alert the teller that she was being held hostage, and Hayes later choked and raped her and her daughter. Um. So I don't think it was because she couldn't withdraw, withdraw the money. It was because she tried to uh, tell somebody that it was happening. So uh, I'm going to pull up the pronunciation of this guy's name because it's really difficult. Also, because none of us can speak English correctly. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. None of us can actually speak English. So bear with us. They all can speak English? No. First off, Joshua A., uh, however the frick you pronounce his last name, he was born on August 10th, 1980. You can't really find much on his partner. Here, here's how you pronounce his name. Komis Sorjewski, or something like that. He pinned the blame on, he. well, he claimed to be the architect of this robbery, um, but he pinned the blame on Hayes for the rape and murders of Jennifer and her daughter. Yeah, so this all happened. Um, they were convicted around 2017. So this wasn't... Like, they were convicted in 2017? Uh, here, let me double check this. However the fuck you pronounce his name and co-defendant Stephen Hayes burglarized the family's home in the early morning hours of July 23rd, 2017. After finding no cash on the property, they demanded Hawk P to drive them to a bank where she withdrew $15,000. I thought he said 2007 originally. Well. Oh, so that was fairly, that was fairly recent. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. So the two men were tried separately, um, but their punishments were changed to life in prison after Connecticut banned the death penalty. It's only been recently that they banned the death penalty? Interesting. These two men were subsequently resentenced to six con consecutive life sentences, including an additional 140 years behind bars. So they're not six. They are not getting out anytime soon. But yeah, two people were severely good behavior. Good behavior can't fix that shit. Yeah, no, and they don't even look good. Homeboys, left tape can't <laughs> fix that. Like, no, there ain't no getting out for them. And yeah, good. All, all my uh, best wishes to well, the state representative who survived this massive, like this. Amen. I wish him. Yeah, he's gonna be in therapy. Oh, he's gonna be in therapy for a long, very long time. Wait. I feel really, I feel really bad when people who lose their families, because in a lot of cases, usually a teenager survives. Yeah. Or like a child survives, like fam, like a mass family like killing. And so that breaks my heart because not only are they a child or a teenager and they actually have to go live with someone else, but they lost their family in the most terrible way. Yeah, like, it's yeah. it's sucky. And I feel really bad for them. But, I mean, I feel really bad for this man because he not only had lost his... <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he's trying his hardest. So...
Oh my god. This is Joshua, however the hell you pronounce his last name. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. That's just gonna be how I'm going to refer to him as because I legitimately cannot. He's trash. He doesn't get his last name. But this man lost his wife and his daughters in a very gruesome way. Um smoke inhalation is not smoke inhalation is not quick way to die it takes a while oh, um, it's a really, so that means the house was on fire for a, a really long time without anyone noticing like did they live in a like did they live in like a neighborhood i'll have to double check on that yeah. but they they most likely did because of that but the man managed to get out but yet again i honestly i, I hate to say this this is going to sound very ma- bad of me but i honestly am like how do i say this without being mean I, I feel good about how the wife and the oh wife smoke and inha- uh, s- smoke inhalation can take only just a few minutes. Oh. Kill someone, right? Yeah, if if it's concentrated enough. Yeah, smoke inhalation kills in just a few minutes and also quickly obscures vision, creating disorientation that can prevent a safe escape. A victim may be rendered conscious very quickly, leading to the rapid death. So even if it was they they weren't conscious enough to feel the pain. Yeah. Um, but it's still a really bad way to die. It is. And honestly, I am, like, yet again, like, this is not in any way I'm happy that these murders happened. But I'm glad that the mother and daughter who faced the rape and just defilation of themselves managed to get some peace. Even if smoke inhalation may not be the best way to go. Even if murder, like, it's unfortunate that they, you know die it's just an unfortunate thing but it's also like i'm glad they didn't have to live the rest of their lives with that pain which can sound terrible in some way which i understand but at the same time like i'm happy that these people like these men are put behind bars and yeah they have justice woman and and the worst way get to rest and kind of like not have to deal with the pain of living through survivor's guilt and that whole thing which i feel so bad for the state representative who has to anyways uh we'll take like a quick break which i can edit we'll take like a five minute for us but it will be like a quick one minute on the podcast don't forget please drink some water take a break go to the bathroom and we'll return in a moment Hello, and we're back from our break, which is probably more than a minute, but that's okay, you know? Yay. Depressing, you know? Take some time to watch TikToks if you need to. Pause the- <laughs> pause the- pause the- pause the, uh... Episode if you need to just- like, Thank you! A break. And watch some TikToks. Yes. Now, let's jump into mine. Oh, boy. I did the case on Richard Crafts, also known as- hold on. I have to open my document. He got very crafty with the way he got rid of people. Honestly, he actually did. <laughs> he lived up. To he his took last his last name too seriously. Yeah. Um, so I did the woodchop woodchipper case, also known as the Richard Crafts case. He took he took the assignment way too seriously. Yeah. Okay. So Richard Crafts was a commercial pilot who was living, you know, a very comfortable life. With a common salary of $120,000 a year with his li- wife of 11 years. I can't pronounce this name. Hold on. If you're that rich, why do you kill somebody? We're going to find out after <laughs> I figure out how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Fair. Um, this is going to be wrong. She, she unfortunately is the victim. Heal. 
Pele? This is actually probably going to be most of the episode. Once. It's just all of us not knowing how to pronounce Pele. names. So Pele was 39. Pele was um, a flight attendant for Pan American. She met her husband who flew for Eastern Airlines in the social circle of the airline employees. On the evening of November 19, 1986, the attractive Danish-born blonde hair, blonde, had her life snuffed out by her unfortunate spouse. Man. Tilly had found out Richard, then 49, was a serial philanderer. Guys, I'm so sorry. I looked these up beforehand. I just suddenly can't pronounce them now. If you guys. Philanderer. So apparently she had confronted him with the evidence of his infidelity and demanded a divorce. It was a goddamn um, man. So the breakup of their marriage would cost him financially. It would, a breakup of their marriage would financially cost him dearly. So upon her disappearance, Richard then claimed his wife had gone back to her native Denmark to be with her mother. Hot liar. So because she found out he was cheating, she, you know, obviously wanted a divorce, right? That's a, that's a right because, you know, you marry with the promise not to be. And then he said no and made string cheese out of her. Basically. <laughs> Uh, Helle's friends and private investigator Keith Mayo. Yes. Mayo? That's amazing. <laughs> M-A-Y-O. Oh. Did not buy his story. They approached the, new they approached the Newtown Police Department with their suspicions. They then told police of Richard's really bad temperament, yeah, his spendthrift habits, and the physical abuse of his wife and his wandering ways. Hey. So this man is a lovely piece of he's he's so sweet, right? Right, right. Every every girl's dream guy. Haley uh, found out her husband Richard was was cheating on her. She wanted a divorce. He knew it would cost him financially, and she suddenly went missing. Um, private investigator and Healy's friends did not buy a story, and they approached the Newtown Police Department with their suspicions. They then told the police of his terrible temperament. How much she spent in the physical abuse. Healy also told her friends, if anything happens to me, don't assume it was an accident. The Newtown police opened a criminal investigation. Tipped off by the eyewitnesses, state and local police scoured the shores of the Hosatonic River just outside Southbury. Southbury. Um, a man had been seen operating a wood chipper in the Lake Zora area in a snowstorm. In lieu of a body, police found strands of blonde hair, skin, and fingernails. In those days prior to DNA technology, the police were only able to establish the blood type by body top parts. Dr. Henry Lee, then a young forensic investigator for the state police, determined that O-positive blood was a match to Haley's. There was other pieces of evidence that hinted to murder, notably a chainsaw. The serial number filed off was recovered from the bottom of the Hosatonic. And there were also sales receipts for the rental truck in the craft's possessions, which investigators believed to be used in disposal of the body. In a solely circumstantial case, Richard Kraft's 1987 trial was declared a mistrial due to one intractable, so it was a mistrial due to one intractable juror who would not convict. After the second trial, again persecuted by the state's attorney, Walter Flanagan, Cross was convicted of murder on November 21st, 1989. So this was two years after the original. In an interview with the, with the New Times, one juror even said it was a massive totality of evidence that convicted the jurors of Richard Kraft's treachery. It took just eight hours to find him guilty of murdering his wife. The wood chipper case was the state's first murder conviction ever gotten without a body. Walter Flanagan retired as a state's attorney for Danbury in 2007 after serving in the office for just three decades. He vividly remembers the Crafts case, calling it the most memorable and montaneous in his long career. 
I did a good job, Flanagan 71 said with a touch of pride. The two trials were very complex, using just about every forensic science known to criminalists. It involves seriology, radiology, ballistics, hair and fiber experts, and FBI experts. Even the manufacturer of the wood chipper testified, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind of the defendant. Newtown Chief of the Police, Michael Kehoe, 54, who was the patrolman of the department 20 years ago, also vividly remembers this case and, and, and even stated, the manner in which Crafts went about to hide his crime was shocking and unnerving in the department and community. And being affluent did not make you immune to issues of domestic abuse, which is fairly common if you have a lot of money. Uh, unfortunately, most people with a lot of money um, often abuse their spouse because they are... They're dumb, but then because they have so much money, they don't get as much in trouble Yeah, because they just bribe people and pay people off. Which is so dumb. Just, yeah, they pay people off. Danbury's Deborah Grover was the state-appointed attorney yeah. designed to hold and disperse Richard Kraft's pension feuds to the couple's three children. So they also had thieves for three children. Or, you know, you can just eat the rich. Really? Very good. Um, it sounds like at this time they were children. So when this murder happened, it sounds like they were still like living right. under the roof. That's a lot of money for kids. Um, Keith Mayo, Haley's private investigator, was instrumental in getting the murder investigation started. He unfortunately died of injury suffering a car crash mm-hmm. in 1999. Today, Richard Crafts is 71 years old. Prison. Oh, they have a prison number on here. Oh. Um, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> he is an inmate at the McDougal Crocker Correctional Institution a high and maximum security facility for men in Suffield with about 2,131 inmates and 678 staffers. McDougall is the largest prison in New England. According to the assistant warden, Brian Garnett, Garnet, Crafts have been at the McDonald's... Cra- uh, why he has been at the prison, he has been issued Damn. just by two disciplinary tickets, both for possession of contraband, by the law, the Department of Corrections cannot divulge with any other information on incarnated inmates. The Crafts was fifth was sentenced oh. to 50 years, and the earliest he can release is August 2021. Wait, hold on. Hold on. We're going to do some quick research because it is now October 1st. No. 2021. Um, so we are actually going to look up to see. 2021? Richard Crafts, the formerly Newton resident who served a lengthy prison sentence for the November murder of his wife Haley, on January 29th was moved from the Isaiah Halfway House and bridged into a homeless shelter for veterans. This came out in 2020. So he was released You're in shitting me! The laws which were affected in the time allowed a prisoner to serve significantly less prison time than their sentence. He had good behavior <laughs> apparently. Um, so his, his maximum release date was listed by the DOC. So he was released August 1st, 2021. I mean, 2020. Good behavior, my ass. And he's been living in a homeless shelter for veterans. Well, this did not come up when I was looking for him. Look at us go. So he's currently 83. Damn. You think he's got a wood chipper anywhere around? Can't believe he's out. (laughs) I will unplug your life support so I can play Mario Kart on my phone. Someone pull out his life support. So he had three children, two sons and a daughter. X. Um, unfortunately, it only looks like, like, the only picture I can find is of their daughter, Christina. Um, it looks like after that. Because they weren't even listed in most articles. Damn, I really cannot believe they let that guy out. 
That's unfortunate. Really? I mean, I'd be like, luckily he's old, but still. Seriously. So that was this week's episode. Next week's episode. Let's this take a breather, week, uh-huh. actually, real quick. So if you guys aren't aware, we are doing for our first 50 episodes, episodes from each state. And every five episodes, we will have a guest. Once we finish our 50 episodes from each state, we will then release the email so you guys can send in suggestions. Topics to cover, and you can even, like, send us, like, cases, like, you just want us to cover as well. So next week, we'll be doing Paranormal Delaware. Of course, if you send us any any cases, they can be true crime or paranormal related. Maybe we'll even talk about ARGs. I don't know if you can talk about those on a podcast without visuals. But if you follow us um, at An Hour of Chaos, we do post photos surrounding cases so you guys can get a rough idea so next week we'll be doing the small state of delaware which you know i think delaware and delaware. are pretty small <laughs> delaware so please do stay tuned for that episode and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you yeah thank you for listening fun. we'll see you all next week bye yeah i hope you can hope you guys yeah, had so, yeah. much yeah. so much fun so much so much fun um stay tuned for next week bye hello and thank you for listening to an hour of chaos please do not forget to share and leave a review of our podcast um and please go follow us on our instagram and twitter at an hour of chaos and on our tiktok at an hour of chaos underscore underscore pod thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for next week